bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we pay attention to politics so you don't have to. That's right. We eat, sleep, and drink fucking politics. Mm. Then we pick what we think mm-hmm. is the most important news of the week, and then we tell it to you badly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this opening. Yeah, like, why are we even doing this with our lives? <laughs> people, are, people don't need us to tell them the news in a shitty... No, I do. I need you to tell me. That's right. why we're doing I'll it. tell you in a shitty manner. Yeah. Well, you're going to. But, you know, what we're not going to be watching anymore. What? Of course, we do a news special last week. Oh, that's right. Thank you to all who listened to our new happy news year. Yeah. And then three days later, Megan Goon Kelly <laughs> monster left Fox and got her big, huge gazillion dollar deal at NBC. Yep. So we didn't get to include that in our in our special. We didn't. So now that's happening because it's important that people know that Santa Claus is white. Like, like Jesus. Jesus. If you didn't know that, that's that's who Megyn Kelly is. That's who gets to have their own show on NBC, the person who said that Santa Claus is white like Jesus. Exactly. And um, <laughs> she got three shows? No, she got she got a daytime program. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. She got a Sunday evening news magazine show. Oh, do you think that one is going to be like a like an interview style? More I think like it's going to be like hard copy. Because oh. I think we're all going, because of Trump, I think we're all reverting back to when America was great mm. in the early 90s where everything mm. was tabloid and yes. everyone was trying to get off Coke and everyone had AIDS. Right. You know, like that time right. period. Yeah. No. Hey, make America great again. Make America. Like inside edition. Hard, if they're taking someone off of Fox News and putting them on NBC during the day. Yep. Only people watching TV during the day are people who are unemployed and women taking care of babies. Right. Nobody's looking for Megan fucking Kelly. And it's not even just Megan Kelly. Greta Van Susteren's going to MSNBC. Greta Van Susteren. You might know her from having a one of the very first facelifts on news. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's like a burn victim ate an alligator. I, I don't even know. I mean, was, that's horrible I to say. She She's was, a nice lady. She is. But I thought she was born with that situation on her face. No, she had like a full facelift. That was the whole thing. And everyone hammered her. And I should, I can't believe I piled on. But she Facelift shaming, facelift shaming. But the shame came before her because they said she was like so ugly. So then then she got like a facelift and tried to like, you know, handle her life and just whatever. And then she got fucking shamed for that. She got uglier. Quite frankly, which you got to be careful of. But now she's going to throw on black turtlenecks and probably glasses and be Rachel Maddow the third on MSNBC. I do want to say she's never looked better. She's never looked better. She's (laughs) never looked better. Soft now. Well, now she's like, I'm going to come on and I'm going to do a show with you, Rachel. She talks kind (laughs) of like like that, like she had a stroke stroke and was in a fire. So I like actually listening to her because she's also very hardcore. Like you know what I mean? Writing on a journal next year for a political season. Yeah, talks like that (laughs) exactly. Well, 
we don't need Megan Kelly and her fucking stupid Fox News show because we have us. <laughs> yep, that's right. And you know what it's time for? It's time for Eye of the Shitstorm. Shit motherfucker ass tits cunt cock motherfucker shit ass tits motherfucker shit come on. You take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor. Now it's time for Eye of the Shitstorm, a weekly segment. <laughs> Look at all the shit swirling around and pick out the main piece at the center of it all. I like how you're hitting shit. I, well, I love saying shit. And I like to talk about the main piece. Yeah, well, uh, uh, this week it's definitely the, the Russian hacking shit. Yep. Okay, so... Now, meow meow, you're gonna yes. you're gonna do this for us, but it basically all started after the Democratic National Convention. Am I right? So basically, uh, that's when the shit turd really <laughs> hit the fan. After the, you might remember that after the Democratic National Convention, it was all of a sudden it was like emails explosion revealed, and we had all these emails and the chairman of the uh, the chairman of Hillary Clinton's uh, campaign and John Podesta and his emails, and it was shocking to see, you know how the DNC was um, favoring Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders and nobody, you know, knew it was happening. And this is why this was so shocking. And then Debbie Wasserman Schultz had to, had to step down because Who's that? she was a lot of names. Debbie Wasserman Schultz was the chairman of the DNC. And basically she got shamed for all of those emails okay. and letting them basically letting the DNC favor Hillary Clinton over Bernie Sanders. Because someone hacked all their emails and, and then gave it to WikiLeaks. Yes, and, and then, then WikiLeaks ex- ex- exploited them or whatever and then we got to see these emails and one of the, the one of the major things was the DNC was like shitting on Bernie Sanders. Yeah. They would be literally there were things like he's fucking retarded. He's like <laughs> not are is he serious? He needs to go ahead and get out of here like his it, like it was really it was like um, sarcastic and they were making yeah, they fun of taking, him yeah. and they weren't taking him seriously. And then at that time, everybody thought pretty much Donald Trump's camp was doing this hacking because somehow the RNC wasn't hacked right. on so any level. It was only the DNC and it was only their their emails. The RNC apparently were fine. And now, so of course the controversy is um, this new intelligence report just came out. Because nobody knew who had done the hacking. So the DNC were like, we were hacked. And then everyone was like, but who hacked you? And then Trump was like, probably a fat guy in bed, 400 pounds, was hacking you, and he's 12. And then uh, everyone was like, no, no, it was China. And then he was like, yeah, it's probably China. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> then the intelligence report was like, mm-hmm, no, it was Russia. And well, because Vladimir that, but, Putin. But leading up to that, though, there was <clears throat> all those more hacks with like all of Hillary Clinton's emails. Right. That was all hacking. And it was all Russia. Yeah. So it turns out, turns out, sweetie, that it was all Russia. And basically what the intelligence and what the CIA is claiming and what the where the breadcrumbs lead is that there is no nothing that happens in the Russian government or in any kind of Russian, <clears throat> excuse me, organization <laughs> without Vladimir Putin knowing Putin came from the KGB comes from a shady, 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 shade. Shady queen. The shady queen has kept himself as his as the president for 15 years. And some people are saying and theorizing that the reason that he wanted the DNC and Hillary Clinton to be revealed is because she, when she was secretary of state, in his last election said, your election is false, you were not voted improperly, and your um, voting is a scam. And he 
this was his retaliation, basically. He wanted yeah, Trump he, to well, be president. Yeah, he didn't and want he her to lose. He didn't want her to be president because yeah. she's obviously calling him on his shit all the way back when she was Secretary of State, which is pretty badass if you think about it. Like, right? She's scary. not being like, "He's a nice guy. Yeah. Why can't we just get along?" Yeah. She was like, "Fuck that fake Putin that kills fake election. He guilt. He's he kills gay people. He kills journalists. He has people completely fucking murdered. He runs a very." He's also a billionaire to an extreme. He's, uh, it's known that he's, it's said that he's worth forty billion dollars. Oh my god! And that he only, um, as the Russian president, he can only legally say that he makes one hundred forty thousand because that's the um, <laughs> income that he's supposed to make. However, they have, they have traced that he's worth literally. He lived forty billion. He lives in a palace, a palace that he built that's worth a billion dollars. And if you just, I know we're getting off topic, but no, basically. Um, if you sort of start to do a comparison between Trump and Putin, you start to see a lot of um, similarities. And that, I believe, in my opinion, is why Trump is so sort of infatuated with Putin, is not only is he sort of a dictator, he pretend, you know, he does some things to seem nice. He does some things to show that right. he's likable. Like keeping Edward Snowden over there, like, <laughs> right. you know. He'll do some things, but then he... He, I watched this whole documentary about Putin and how they stole money from the Sochi Olympics. How he scan, he runs, he runs the government like a business, like a corrupt business, but like a business that he makes money from, and all of his people are around him are also making money. So, which is what you think Trump's going to do? One hundred percent. Julie will call me in the middle of the day and be like, I'm just wondering what this long con, I don't know if Putin's doing a long con on Trump. I'm just, what's the, what's the end game here? I mean, I don't know. And then she'll give me on. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like doing my makeup wearing like an earpiece going, I don't know. What do you think the end game is? And then she's like, well, tell us what you think the end game is. Well, um, I'm not entirely sure what the complete end game is. However, um, I know that Putin is playing Trump. I know it. I know it in my heart that he yeah. is playing the long con that he's Trump thinks that he's got he's going to create this relationship with Russia and it's going to be great and they're all going to make money and it's going to be look I'm going to show you how we can the Russians and Americans can be friends but ultimately Putin is going to play him and when he isn't called out on his shit for his humanitarian excesses for his deplorable way he treats people for the money for the crime he will then go and do all the things that he wants to do he's gonna kill you know what i mean the you so basically for putin what would a good relationship with the united states be the united states will recognize that russia has a right to annex crimea the united states will stay out of what russia is doing in syria the united states will stop talking about democracy and human rights violations within russia if the u.s does that then we'll have a great relationship with russia and you know who's doing that trump Trump is allowing that. Yeah, he, that's what's happening. He's, yeah, he's doing all of those things. And last thing, I just want to say that he did. Um, he did just yesterday say that he will recognize that he, that the Russians could have done the hacking, but what he won't say is that it influenced the election at all. And that's where a huge part of the debate comes in. And that's why Republicans and Trump and Kellyanne Conway and all of them won't say. Absolutely, Putin was behind it. Absolutely, Russia did it. It's d despicable. It's disgusting. We're going to put sanctions on them, blah, blah, blah. Because if he relents to it in a bigger way, then he has to cop to the fact that they might have helped him win the election. And he doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, and the whole point of this whole segment is that <clears throat> they, the CIA and FBI released this report and presented it to him. And then he just was like, oh. yeah, um, I'm not convinced. No, he put intelligence in quotes in yeah. a tweet, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't want to believe it. He doesn't want to believe it. Because God knows when he sends Rex Tillerson out to Russia to meet with his butt buddy Vladimir Putin, 
They don't want to have any bad blood. Yeah. Well, he's just going to dismantle every agency, which is like you, what you like to say. But, well, if we were hackers, we could hack into the phones of the 14 people listening now oh. and see that they're all sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up! Wake up, everybody! Um, well, if I were a hacker, I would go direct into every bank and I would be, uh, I mean, I would be like so rich and live in a palace too. Be l- well, yeah, well, of course, if you're a hacker, what the only thing you're going to be doing is trying to money. steal money. Yeah, like, well, of oop, course. Here's the money in Copenhagen. Here's the money in Geneva. Ugh, I love hackers. Like, I love, like, oh, yeah. it's Julian Assange, like, <laughs> computer programmer hacker. And I'm like, that is so fucking hot. But you know what? None of them are hot. I know. Last night you were like, oh, God, hackers are so hot. I'm like, ugh, what? No, I but said then that when they the- call somebody a hacker, I want, it sounds so hot to me. And I'm like, my boyfriend, it needs to say computer programmer <laughs> hacker. Then I look at them and they're yeah. all so gross. They're garbage. They are pretty gross. But however, I know that since you're saying that now, that in a year, and I told you this yesterday, in a year, when when some guy is gonna hit you up like at some party you're gonna be at, and he's gonna like be in a three piece suit, he fucking dieted all year, he tanned, he he, he worked he, out, he, his he ass. worked out, his flat stomach, he's got pecs, his arms are toned and tight, and he's gonna salt and pepper hair, maybe a nice. glasses. He's an older hacker, I like that. Yeah, well, he's, I'll he's, take he's Julian Assange age. Yeah, yeah, no, no, a nice, yeah. m- nice middle aged or forty something <laughs> year old gentleman with a cravat and a monocle, and he's gonna come up and be like, hello. Oh, oh, what's your name? Brandy. Hi, I'm oh. Brandy. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do and what do you want? <laughs> I'm a hacker. Oh, <laughs> excuse you. Exactly. A and then, fox. boom, right. And then that will be it. And he'll dreams, pretend like... Dreams do come true. I hope they... I mine don't, but that one might. I, don't <laughs> I think know. that's what's going to happen for you. I would love I that. about it. All right. Well, next up, we have a brand new segment called Off Limits, where we interview actual <laughs> other people. <laughs> Can you believe it? You've asked for it, and we've implemented it. No one asked All for the it. one email that said you should interview someone. So thanks, Mom. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors. Right. Let's have a kiki. I'm going to let you have it. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Die. Turn. Work. Let's have a kiki. Well, we are very excited to kick off our very first Off Limits interview with Kate Clinton. Uh, Hold for applause. Hold for applause. Hold for applause. (laughs) Kate Clinton um, is a personal role model to me. So I just want to say that to begin with. She was pretty much uh, the first openly lesbian comedian on the scene, on the planet, in the world. And she has always been a political comedian. People don't realize how challenging and how much balls that took to do at a time when people were not having it, hunty. She's written a million books, performed all over the world, and you can catch her on kateclinton.com. And uh, we saw that she's going to have a new podcast soon, which obviously we will be listening to. And we wanted Kate to come on today, not because she's hilarious and hot, but she's been politically active for years. So let's get into it and welcome the hero, the legend, the master, Kate Clinton. Ah, Hi, Kate. Hi there. How are you? Great. Thank you for joining us. What an honor. I know. So exciting. Good. So, Kate, basically, we called this um, new segment of ours Off Limits because people say Mm -hmm. that uh, in relationships and in family and at the dinner table and in order to keep, um, uh, I don't know, appropriate relationships, you're not supposed to talk about three, th- three things, politics, religion, and money. So the first mm-hmm. thing we wanted to ask you is, do you talk about politics, religion, and money wherever you are? Or po- especially politics. Yeah. 
Yes, it's, yes. Po- uh, religion, politics. You know, probably the thing I don't talk about is money because um, I grew up and you couldn't, like, I remember being at dinner table one night and saying, my dad, how much do you make? And he's like, oh my God, don't ask that. <laughs> oh my God. So, I would never ask so, my parents that. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Julie thinks it's crazy that people won't talk about politics, but yet it's like, yeah, there, some people feel about politics the way they feel about bringing up money. Yeah. They, like, feel scared of it. Yeah. But what about and, politics? And then, yeah. Politics, absolutely. Yeah. I, I will bring it up. Um, and I, you know, we just went through the ho- holiday season. And, you know, I have lots of friends who were, you know, had family that voted for Trump and they were returning to the Midwest. And mm. I just was like, why? Why are you going there? You know, I think that, you know, I had this one friend and he was like really nervous about going back. And I said, why are you going to do it? You know, these actions have consequences. You know, just like. <laughs> so do you, you feel know, like. like a, cut, a, cut for like one year. Just like don't go home. Like for your, fa- know, like for your family that. member that voted for Trump. You're like, well, the consequences, you won't see me yeah. for a year. Like yeah. that? <laughs> you, made, you made your choice. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'll see you maybe next year. I, well, I would imagine that going home, though you, within your circles and within your family or whatnot, you, do you have people that are close to you that are Trump supporters? No, yeah. I don't. I, I have three brothers and a sister, and they not one of them are. And if anything, what we do is talk about, like, what happened? What kind of, you know. Are you related to Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am not related, but... You might want to pretend you of, are. We should have introduced you, you like that. <laughs> well, if for those of you who thought you wouldn't have a Clinton to kick around anymore, <laughs> there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Before we get but, into um, that... Okay, go ahead. No, finish your, finish your thing. You know, I think like. that what I, what I found is that it's almost like you have to put a spiritual timekeeper on it and say, okay, we're only going to do how awful it is for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. And right. then, because, you know, unless you can tell me something new, that this was a triumph of totalitarian capitalism, and, you know, <laughs> and it's like, it's, you know, like it's sexism and racism, and that's how it happened. And, you know, I just, it's like, tell me something new, because basically it's the same old, same old. And, you know, until we can topple white male supremacy, it's going to be the same with just different names. God, I love you. Can you see how much fun I am at home? <laughs> I like this time limit idea, though. That's a real, good for really you know, any like, hard topic. Bleh, and, yeah. And then you get out the Uno cards. Right. You, know, you just like play really killer Uno. Yeah. Or you have like a five minute brainstorming round where people like give you new ideas, you know, things that they're going to do. And like a I, I, friend of mine, you probably heard about it because you're so hip out there already, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, um, because to like really de- depress the ratings for the inauguration, people should turn their television on, but turn it to the Cartoon Network. <laughs> well, I already so do that anyway. <laughs> That's where I get my news. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is one of so the things questions. like that, you know, like, what are you going to do? What is your, right. uh, what's your entry point into the resistance that you, you say you want to do? Well, what are you going to do? Well, with, that is one of the questions we have for you. But before we get into what are you going to do, I want to, I want people to get to know you and what you've done. And mm-hmm. um, let's just go back to sort of... How not, long not, do you have, honey? How long do you have? <laughs> not, just, not just back to the 1800s, but back to... Okay. But back to like... <laughs> and you know, you've been doing stand-up a long time, but when you started doing stand-up, were you also politically active? And what? And if not, when did you start getting politically active? 
Well, you know, in 1981, which is when I started, what? Uh, which is the same year as Ronald Reagan started. He was mm. a blast. People look it up. Um, and uh, and also Pope John, uh, John Paul George Ringo started about that same time. So it was the Pope and Reagan. Wow. I was like, oh, my God, forgive and forget. So I started at the same time. You know, I work them in there. I work hard and just slide them in there like nothing. That's a pro. That's a, <laughs> That's a, pro. That's a pro. You're a pro. You know, but I, I always said that I was a lesbian, and I, I called myself a lesbian feminist, you know. Mm-hmm. So even though I wasn't talking about Reagan as much, I was just saying that was political, just yes. saying that I was a, a lesbian comedian. Also, apparently, just saying you're a lesbian was really, really too much sex. Yes. Well, as we know, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, completely. I've completely experienced that too. But in 1981, that must have been crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then, and like the difference was probably in like 1983, I did, I went to uh, the improv in LA and did, you know, one of those upstairs room things. And the guy said to me, you can't talk about all that gay stuff. Mm. So then like, you know, 10 years later, I go back, it's not the same guy, but I finish my set and he goes, I really thought you were going to do more gay stuff. You know, so it's like, whoa. But uh, I think probably when I, um, um, when I hooked up with my dear partner, who's an activist, Urvashivad, and... and Look her up, everybody. Yep. Go on. Look it Sorry. Yep. 28 years ago, I think. Oh my God. Celebrate our, I know. We'll celebrate oh our anniversary. God. But she always said to me after every show, um, well, that was too long. (laughs) 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 And you need to do more politics. Mm. Oh, I didn't realize. So she was really the impetus of you getting political, you could say. Yeah. I mean, I I was always political. You know, like my mom... Uh, read the paper, uh, just, you know, and she would do the opinion columns and what she loved to do was read the letters to the editor and they were talking about some columnist and then she would go back and read that columnist. So, mm. I mean, I always was political, but not, uh, there was a way that I think the, in 19, say, 85, we were really radicalized by, um, you know, AIDS and Reagan. Right. And so I just, you had to, you know, I just had to come out of the wonderful place that nurtured me in the beginning, which was lesbian separatist community. (laughs) (laughs) Into the wonderful world of AIDS. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Good time. So then when you started doing that, and just Mm -hmm. just even speaking of it, you know, speaking Mm -hmm. of being a political comedian or whatever, how did that get into, because you then got into, at least from what I can perceive, really getting into politics, like working for campaigns or working for Hillary Clinton, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of it was really, um, uh, you know, with being with Urvashi really gave me that point of entry to get involved mm. really with, um, you know, like Tammy Baldwin's campaign and, you know, and the fights against Prop 8 and the fight against, you know, early on, uh, um, I can't remember the name of the proposition in California, which was basically, you know, gay people cannot be teachers. The Briggs Initiative. Oh, you know, oh my so God. Like, you know, it was like, so that's how I got involved, and that's how I got political. I think that um, being also around Urvashi is, she wakes up like you cannot believe. Uh, wow. One morning she used, used the word hermeneutics before seven. Yeah, I hadn't even had coffee. Oh had not even had coffee. Oh and so... You know, it's just like I always feel like you know I'm the kid at the I'm at the kids table. But so she, it's just a wonderful conversation. I've I've always said that if 
you know, you're at a you're at a dinner party and you think, damn, I wish I was at that table. Yeah. Over there, I feel like when I'm with her, I'm at the right table, and so it's Aww. just. And she's passionate and political, and um, it's really challenged me to uh, to you know take politics more seriously. I, on the other hand, have encouraged her to not to take herself and politics yeah. so seriously. I was going to say, so, what, how, you must you must inform her on because she's very 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 passionate and very yeah. opinionated. And mm-hmm. I would imagine that's <clears throat> at least, you know, that's a lot. It's a lot. So I was going to ask, like, how has she changed? Not politically, obviously. She's not changed politically. But has she been able to come down a little bit or add some humor into her yeah, activism? Ab- <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that she has, um, she's not afraid of, like, being at places and just laugh. Yeah, that's good. You know, because I, it's great. I think there's, I like that, I've always felt that we should do that more when you kind of like somebody says something and you just burst out laughing and like fall forward. And, oh, it's the best. And then <laughs> That's like the best. look up and go, oh my God, you mean it. Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> Which is the best. Now let's get into um, Hillary. Okay. Um, did you, have you, I know you were sort of involved with this last campaign. Were you, how long have you been involved with, the, with Hillary Clinton just in general? Let's start there. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, just having my last name. <laughs> Obviously is, related. Mm-hmm. Sisters, you know, twins. we're not related. I do have a brother named Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have a sister named Monica. Ooh. Yes. Dicey. <laughs> <laughs> who, lived, who lived in the same um, little town uh, outside of D.C., called Columbia, Maryland, and Linda Tripp lived on her street. Oh, I can't believe they that close to D.C. It was crazy. Bill and Monica. And Linda Tripp lived on the same uh, street. Uh, that monster. Um, I, don't have to, I don't make anything up. I, don't, do you, I mean, is not fake comedy. No, not this is it's so good. Totally and true. When yeah. did you get to meet Hillary Clinton for the first time? Um, I think I got to meet her um, actually at some, I think at a reception at the White House. And she uh, had been, Bill was out of the White House, and all I can remember, she had this gorgeous green dress on. Mm. And she was secretary, oh, I know, she was Secretary of State then. And um, and or she and Irvish, she were talking about some, you know, initiative for children. And, mm-hmm, you as know, people do. Women. As, us, and, yes. and, you know, like, as our spouses and she's do. Great. Yes, yes. And, and, and you were looking I at just, her dress. I, Looking her up and down in her dress. I was thinking, awesome. Were you thinking like threesome at that point or no? It's a little bit, a little bit. Right. Are you sexually um, attracted to Hillary Clinton? I must know. Like, is she sexy sexy in real life? You know, what I love about her is her laugh. Mm. It's big. Because I said to her, I just kind of burst in it. I said, you know what? I'm just worried about your jet lag. And she goes, tell me about it and laugh. (laughs) I mean, she's. There, I think she's very earthy. She doesn't, it just didn't, I mean, she was like, she didn't have a chance. They were just all ready to, you know, pounce on her. There wasn't anything good she could do. But I do, I love her laugh. I think it's totally authentic. And I don't know if you've noticed it, but Donald Trump never laughs. No, he does not. He, he never no. laughs. He doesn't laugh. And and that is like mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> Among the other mental problems. Well, what do you, you think? You know, I mean, it's like. Well, I, I, Go ahead. no. I, well, I was gonna uh, just in following up about Hillary Clinton. Like, 
and you've met her, you've been in the same room with her, and God knows how many times or whatever, but what, you find her laugh, whatever this, and you like it, and is she likable? Do you feel like this? there's this oh, thing completely. where people, you know, she's not likable, I don't trust her, she's not authentic, she's a bit, she's shady, she lies. Where? It's 30 years, it's 30 years of talk radio, it's, um, you know, what's his name with the earpiece? Rush Limbaugh? Here. Yep, him, and just 30 years of hate radio that have built a case why, against her. Why, do you think, in your have, opinion? Have you heard about sexism? <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> Tell us about sexism, Kate. <laughs> I thought men love women, Kate. What are you talking about? No, honey. I'll tell you, not since that little piece of the X chromosome snapped off and let them with that Y, they felt inadequate and they've been attacking women. That's what that's about. So you think from the beginning it's just sort of like a male insecurity situation? Absolutely. And they hate, and there was something about, uh, they like, we shouldn't have had an election. We should have all been in therapy. You know, it was just like, (laughs) it was like a panic attack. Basically, I think what's, it wasn't an election. It was just like, everybody was panicked about, you know, poor white men. They're, they're, you know, they're, place in the world is going to change. The numbers are going after, you know, it's just like, calm the fuck down. (laughs) Right. Do you think that um, if Bill Clinton wasn't such a scumbag that that would have helped her in any way? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, absolutely. I think that uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, Huma, Mm. you know, they had to take, they had to take the blame for the boys' uh, penises. Yes. You know, and I think, uh, you know, I th- there was just too much history with Hillary. I feel like you people know? a lot of times will attribute like a Leslie vibe to her. And I think it's because and I think this is why a lot of like probably men and men in politics don't like her and talk shit about her because she doesn't seem like she's pandering or catering to men at all through mm. her sexuality or just her, her interactions with them. That's what makes her seem sort of Leslie because she's like, I'm not I don't care about your dick and you needing to want to put it in me. I'm doing my shit. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Exactly. And I think that's what, you know, I think that's the motivation and the vibe that we have to throw now, especially, you know, now. It's like, why do we, women just can't give a shit anymore. I don't give you know, a like, shit. Brandy doesn't you know? give a shit. That's true. Yeah, well, there's one right there. People. And I can it's tell you, yeah. Julie could not have given a shit if a gun was to her head. There's I two. mean, there's, yeah. I mean, I, I'm really bad. So is that your, like, honestly, like, the, is the first thing you think is that as women, we need to just be like, hey, we don't give a shit. We're not pandering to you guys anymore. We're sexist now. We're sexist against you. <laughs> yeah, we're in charge. You know, I mean, you look at look at the world. It's run by guys, and it's awful. They're crazy. <laughs> I, in yeah. India, it's in Turkey, it's Turkey, it's um, Russia. It's you I know, have, and every time there's a shooter, there's a it's a. Let me guess. Yeah, you know, it's a guy. I have said. Okay. I have said that. Um, and you tell me if you think this is true, and if if you approve of this theory. Um, right. I believe that it's all contra- the it's a controversial theory. I'm going to warn you. I believe that every problem <laughs> on the planet can be traced to sexism. Every single one. That That is literally you the have, single most problem no, yep. in the yep. world. And that is the problem for yep. everything. Racism? Sexism. Yep. Homophobia? <laughs> right. Sexism. Yep. Name it. You got name nothing, it. no argument here, babe. <laughs> she Thank also God. has said when Trump yeah. was talking about putting up the wall and not oh. letting whoever in, she's like, well, what you could do is just not let any men in and then there wouldn't be any <laughs> weird violence because that's yeah. who does it all. 
I mean, really, you're not talking about a ban on Muslims or immigrants. You really need is a ban on men. And then really just try and figure out which ones are okay and which ones aren't. If you really want to get into it. I mean, I'd be happy to be the judge. I would have to be judge Judy. I think you'd be a great judge. And say, no, you're out. Oh, my God. You're in. This is so it. Yes, it's a trial basis, buddy. I gotta, I gotta see what you can do. I want you to have like a gavel, and under the gavel are balls that you crush, (laughs) and then just like, and you're in the suit. Oh God, yes, we're doing it. We're doing it. I would, I would really like um, a very kind of frilly white collar, though. You may have that. You You, look, you are so good in that. So hot. Before we go, we're gonna wrap up. All right, all right. But I do want to know. I know. Isn't this been oh, amazing? Man. I, I want to know. You pick your last question. Ugh. But, oh, no, maybe okay, you're going to no, take go mine. No, you do. Go ahead. I might need to have two. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> I do want to know what people can do. The, you did say the, that the first thing was – what was the first thing? I already forgot. The first thing is we'll – let, we'll let Kate say it. What's the first thing that we should be doing to sort of um, oh, it was, take um, back the night? What well, there's it? one thing. One thing I think, just for, for the inauguration, to depress oh, yeah, no. the numbers, is put, you know put your thing on the Cartoon Network. But I think that we have. Uh, it's going to be. We, we don't. I don't think people think of it enough. But we are going to have LGBT problems. You know, I think that mm-hmm. there is a kind of conditional acceptance of trans people, if it's Caitlyn Jennings, Jenner, Jen, whatever right. her name, yep. Jenner. Yep. Yeah, but if it's like Chelsea, Man- Chelsea Manning, it's oh, like Chelsea completely Manning. unacceptable. People don't you know, just like, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and there's going to be a thing where, you know, like right wing nut job Republicans have gay kids. So they're somehow human. But in the meantime, they're against Planned Parenthood. So there's going to be like this demarcation where there's good gays versus uh, those other gays. And and we're going to have like a chipping away at gay rights, uh, much as they're chipping away at, at abortion, you know, with these bills of the bathroom bills in Texas and North Carolina. So my one of the things, an entry point for LGBT people is to get involved with an organization. Uh, you know, that is doing that kind of work that, I mean, there's so much, you know, just the violence against trans people, the violence against Im- immigrant people, people who are in detention, who they're found out to be gay. It's just awful. So, I mean, I think the trick it is to be, to get active. Okay. okay. Kind of that's qu- good. Quell that, that good. horrible depression. That was too long. It's no, really no, funny, it's not too long. That's what I feel. We don't, yeah. we're, no, we're in control. Nobody's the boss of us. Yeah. What was your other question? Okay. My other one was, what? Where do you get your news? What do you What do you watch on TV mm. to get your news? And then what do you read? And and on top of that, just is there a place now to get news? That's I mean, you might like biased news. I don't really like it. I don't really want like an opinion. If I just want to know what happened, I don't really want to have right. to sift through someone's opinion. Well, the, it, yeah, I mean, the problem is when you watch just news, it's like a car accident. That's all that <laughs> we seem to cover. Yeah, you know? it's like. You know, and we had a skid off the road here and then the weather advisory. So, you know, it's just awful. But um, I think that I, I, after the election or the rejection or whatever, the coup, um, I, I've been slowly reintroducing things. Like I w- was completely unable to listen to NPR or the radio. Uh, my happiest moment is when they do those things. If somebody, and all you hear is <laughs> somebody slogging through a swamp and you think, oh good, they're going to look at birds. You know, I don't have to hear about what. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm reintroducing that and maybe a, an occasional column in the New York Times from Gail Collins. I'm okay. If I see Maureen Dowd, I would just shoot the paper. <laughs> so you're doing NPR and like the Post and the Times? New York Times. 
New York Times, yeah. Okay. Well, that's not, way over but, the know, shit we're doing. We're like watching Rachel Maddow and just being like, "That this is crazy, guys." Um, yeah, who's Fox the Senate News. Minority Leader? Okay, we're watching all the news. Yeah. We're watching it, all the news. Crazy. I know it's, it's really. I know. I mean, I, it's really the thing is. I, I think the whole uh, election has made me more aware of when I'm listening to somebody. I'm going like, "Where did they get that? That's well, not true." Right. Right. And exactly. Nothing, you know, it's like the fake news, and then all the way back to. Putin and oh, oh Putin. We God. God, we God. There's so much to talk about. But okay, I know we have to wrap it up. I have two quick. Damn it! Two, I know. I are, you gonna, are you gonna call next week? Yeah, we're gonna. We should make a regular. Julie's gonna call just you from the car so she can talk about Putin all the way home. <laughs> it's her favorite thing okay. to talk about. Um, I just want to talk about banning men. So I want uh, to um, ask. We're, gonna, we're abolitionists, Julie. I mean, Ab- but it's not a full ban. It's not a full ban. Just like Trump said, not a full. Ban. Just like start start with the ban, and then just there could be a trickle in. You know, you just gotta you gotta vet them. You just yeah, have to vet them. Vetting process. Or everybody gets a number when they're born. Oh, and that's today, good. I'm sorry. Bad news for the even. <laughs> yeah. You know? Exactly. It'll <laughs> be like the Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh God, it's so good. Um, I'm going to ask you. First of all, I want your. I want to know if you think that there is a, a woman politician who's somehow either being born now or that's bubbling right now who could potentially be the next female candidate. And do we have any prospects of that? And then to just after that, I want to wrap up with what you're doing next and you're just where people can find you and, you know, where we can see you and listen to you and look at you. Um, you know, I think... We might just have to have in the next election cycle. We just might have to have Matthew McConaughey <laughs> as our next but, lady president. I mean, he kind of is a lady. Yeah, as the next lady president. Right. He won't talk. He just rides around in the car. And hey, looks man. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. Well, they're wonderful. I mean, the, do you like we, Elizabeth the, Warren or is Elizabeth Warren had, trumped up? Not to use that phrase. I, no, I, lo- I, I like Elizabeth Warren, but I like to have her right where she is making those bankers go nuts. Yeah. You know. Um, actually, there were the great news is there were about 11 or 12 women uh, elected at, in this last election that were just astounding. I mean, in my own, in, in New York, I, I love Kristen Gillenbrand. I think mm. she is really serious. She's got uh, the mom thing down. She's fun. She's smart. Um, in in Massachusetts, Maura Healy is our lieutenant governor. She is a star. She's just amazing. So, I mean, I think there are definitely... Did you hear that burp? I couldn't believe no. did that. Who Damn did that? We missed Good. it. Well, Could I farted edit? at the same time. So, I don't know. Did <laughs> oh, you hear that? I shit my pants. Canceled. I, no, but even when we're across country, there is a wild... There's a connection. <laughs> no, there's yeah. a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a connection. Yep. Uh, where so can people, I mean, they're okay. great. They're great women coming along, and I think they're coming up through the states, and that's why we have to do it. I mean, in in California, Kamala Harris is rocking. That's our girl, yeah. You know, yep. And we've got uh, an Indian woman and more Hispanic, you know, Latino uh, Latina women. I think it's great. So they're they're coming along. Good. Um, uh, and where you can see me, I will. You can go on kclinton.com. It's all there. Where I'll be. Okay. Do you have a Twitter or are you on social medias at all? Oh, sure. What's your twits? <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I tweet. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Kate Clinton. Okay. I can't believe you got Kate Clinton. 
I know. Didn't well, have to do Kate, Miss Kate Clinton yeah, exactly. or Kate yeah. Clinton 69 yeah. or whatever. Donald, <laughs> yeah. Donald, Donald Trump's inauguration speech is going to be, mm. I have a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to forego a speech and just do a tweet, hopefully. Please, please don't tweet during well, your speech. We're all going to just watch... Fucking, what's on Cartoon Network, Julie? Give us a We're going to watch the Cartoon Network. Yeah. We're going to watch American and, Dad. Um, We're going to watch yeah. Family Guy. We're going to watch South Park. We're going to watch the Justice League. We're going to watch yeah. League of America. What? We're going to watch Superheroes. Those are all on Cartoon Network. Yep. Did We're, you watch um, <laughs> Did you watch Key, Key and Peele do the final yes, anger translator? Yes, we did. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Trump won't need an anger translator. <laughs> That's true. He's he just going to come out angry. Yeah, I just pissed. Well, we could talk to you all day. I'm sorry it's so short. You're amazing. We love you. Thank you for informing us and for being out there and kicking ass. I mean, so, yeah. Honey, thank you. Thank you. And um, so we'll talk next week about international news. That's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Perfect. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> love you, Kate Clinton. Love you, Kate love Clinton. Stay too. sexy. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Well, ugh, I'm so aroused. How the hell do we follow sexy Kate Clinton? God, all of your sexy dreams are coming true. I know, too bad she's Hackers. not a hacker. I know, God. She's a silver fox That's if I right. ever saw one. That's right. Well, how do we follow Kate Clinton? Let me think now. Let me think for a minute. I know. Let's read some Trump tweets. Ugh, God. <laughs> Okay, it's been a really, really, really dark week. But let's start with the most recent embarrassments and work our way backwards, shall we? Okay. Well, that means we start with The Apprentice tweets. Oh, the president tweeting about The Apprentice. I mean, who, who thought? Whoever thought? I mean, that was... If you, ha- if you haven't been aware, or if you don't, didn't see it, basically Donald Trump tweeted Arnold Schwarzenegger about The Apprentice. Um, because he really isn't busy. He's not busy. He's not, busy. He's not, he doesn't have much to do. And apparently had time to watch The Apprentice and get the ratings and needed to let Arnold know that the ratings weren't as good as his. Okay, let's hear the tweet. Uh, the tweet is, wow, the ratings are in and Arnold Schwarzenegger got swamped or destroyed by comparison to the ratings machine, Donald J. Trump. This is Trump tweeting this, his own self. <laughs> so much for being a movie star. And what was season one compared to season 14? Now compare him to my season one. But who cares? He supported Kasich and Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> I love he put swamped in quotes like, like, you know, he's all into saying swamp now. I mean, and he used his own name. Oh, he yeah. used his own name Third as a ratings person, machine. Right. Okay, so... But, but then... A first person. A first person, right. Yeah. First person. I always get those confused. First person, third person. Um, but then Schwarzenegger tweeted back, because obviously this is some sort of ratings ploy. Yeah, this is just two morons tweeting each other <laughs> yeah. now at this point. There's nothing more important than the people's work. I wish the best of luck, and I hope you'll work for all of the American people as aggressively as you worked for your ratings. It's a terrible accent, but... No, well, that's that was, what, I thought it was pretty good. And that's what Arnold tweeted. That was a little bit of a read, honey. I, th- I thought not bad. I'm sure his assistant wrote it. Yeah, that's a little bit. But then Arnold put up a video. A video. Yeah. And so do are we going to... Oh, let's listen to a little clip of the video. Now, after yesterday's election, I've been thinking a lot about this quote from one of my heroes, President Lincoln. 
I think it is an important message for all of us today. And I'm sure that you want to hear me read Lincoln's speeches in my Austrian accent. Here we go. We are not enemies, but friends. We must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic chords of memory, stretching from every battlefield in patriot grave to every living heart in hearthstone all over this broad land. Yet no, know. nobody wants to hear you. Nobody wants to hear you talk about Lincoln. I don't. When he started doing the Lincoln speech, yeah. I couldn't understand any of it. In fact, if I even heard Lincoln do it, it'd be hard for him. I'd be like, what the <laughs> fuck is he talking about? He's talking in like olden days, four score and seven years ago, right. whatever. And now he's going to do it and then add an Austrian accent. I'm like, oh, it's I gibberish. It was gibberish. Love, we had come together in the presence of time. We were friends <laughs> together, shaking in the hands. And then we will be friends and not enemies together in the battlefield. I don't even think what? Donald Trump got through it. That no, Donald Trump did not get through He's it. He's like, no time, loser, delete. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to, uh, guess who's getting deported first, yeah. Arnold. Okay, so the next shame sandwich <laughs> happened like earlier in the week. Right. Now this is where I just lost this, it. Yeah. This is for me like, yeah. oh God. Okay, so... Now, the, I think the Senate minority leader, which means he's the head of the Democrats in mm -hmm, the Senate, mm -hmm. is Chuck Schumer. Mm -hmm. I think. All right. From New York. I, yeah. Jew. So he's great. He's awesome. He's one of the better looking people. My mm -hmm. thing is lots of them are ugly and they're real hard to look at. I think he's one of the better looking ones. I like him. I like him, too. And I agree with you. Yeah. So Trump tweets. Now, they're all getting ready to come together for this fucking. I mean, they're all going to be together for the hearings of yeah, all these right. people. And it's like Congress is in session. And it's like, come on. So Trump tweets, the Democrats, led by head clown Chuck Schumer, know how bad Obamacare is and what a mess they're in. So I just felt, I just want to say to you guys that I, um, I always thought it was kind of dorky and I really wasn't co-signing on like everyone and their kids. Like a lot of people right after the election were like, my daughters were crying. My kids were crying. And. And even Heather McDonald told us her daughter's in high school. So at least right. I accepted it more from Heather McDonald because her daughter's older. Mm -hmm. But every time someone would say my daughter was crying, I'd be like, why do the kids care? And then there was those whole commercials where the kids would sit and it was for Hillary and right. the kids sitting in front of the TV. Like your children are watching. Yeah. Is this what you want them and then to hear? It'd be every bad thing Donald Trump ever said. Right. She's year. a garbage person. Yeah. She's disgusting. She's an ugly pig. She's bleeding from her eyes and from wherever. Yeah. And the little girl's like, I'm bleeding from my what? Yeah. Right. So I never took any of that seriously. And I honestly really did just try to be like, oh, ha ha, this is all funny. And these tweets are gross, but whatever. <laughs> but when this one came out, I just really felt like it. I just really got so upset and so just like, we are so fucked, you guys. Even if you like Donald Trump, like honestly, even if you like him, that's fine. I don't even care. Even if you think he's going to do great things and maybe you will make America great again and it's going to be all hookers and coke and fucking AIDS. I'm fine with all that. But what my problem is that the new generation of kids – it's talk about garbage people. They are worthless pieces of fucking garbage. They're worse than millennials. They're not even millennials. These are kids. They are being raised on social media. They have absolutely no clue how to socialize with people. They're getting bullied and bullying others and being gross and insulting. And they talk in emojis and they're turning into little alien robots. And mm -hmm. they're just – they are the future of this country whether you like it or not. And I don't have any, but I certainly don't need your kids abusing me in the elder home I'm going to live in. Right. So – 
And this is the kind of thing that these kids are seeing. The the leader of the free world, the one role model this country has to have, the president, calling a colleague and actually somebody a, a subordinate to him. He's his boss. Right. And he's calling him a clown. And it's like, you just can't do that to these kids' minds. You're just making it okay for shit they're already doing on social media, doing it actually on social media. And I was just like, by the end of these four years... We are going to be so gross. So gross. It's like beyond gross. Crazy. It's going to be like, oh, you're from from France. You're a fucking French fry eater. (laughs) Why don't you go fuck a fry? (laughs) Huh? America, USA, fry, fry fucker. You fry fucker? Like, that's what we're talking about here. So I know I got I had to go deep and dark. Yeah, and I I'm just glad really, you did. I just really want him to just class it up just a little bit. Just he's please, not going to just grow up. Just grow up. Just grow up. You he won't keep tweeting. Just grow up. He's not going to grow up. It's going to get worse because <sighs> he's going to get more power. It's going to be well, it's gonna be horrifying. <sighs> OK, well, that's it for the tacky Trump <laughs> tweets. <laughs> show each week i give julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in the midst of all the terrible crazy despicable heinous embarrassing shit that's going on and wow it has been a week for me i personally so i don't even know what julie's gonna do i don't know how she found anything but okay meow meow what is your so there's that moment of the week well I mean, in all of the political shitstorm, we had to find one thing to give us hope, to give to, to think that maybe things will be okay. And I found that one thing, and it was um, in a show that I didn't even watch, but I had to watch <laughs> a clip from it from the news and then go online and watch the whole thing. And that, of course, is Meryl Streep's speech from the Golden Globe Awards. This is how low this is how low it's gotten. <laughs> but I need to find. So there's that. I can't even find. I had to go, I can't watch these awards shows and whatever. And like, you know, uh, the speeches are insufferable. But Meryl Streep did give this speech. And I have to say, I was uh, riveted to it. And apparently... You guys should all Google it. We're not going to play a clip because we don't have time. But Google and watch the whole thing. Yes. Watch the whole thing. Now, I shut down and I can't stand it when an actor talks about, you know, we should be so grateful that we can do the craft of acting and acting is a craft. (laughs) I fucking go die. However, when she talked about Donald Trump making fun of it, it kind of is connected to what you were saying about Chuck Schumer. When she was talking about um, Trump making fun of the disabled guy and saying that that guy is doesn't have um, his same status economically. He doesn't have the same status power-wise. And he doesn't have the same status physically. physically. Yeah, And how utterly degrading that is. And that disrespect breeds disrespect. And that is sort of... It trickles uh, down. She right. said trickles down. And, and that is yeah. what Trump is doing and what his whole administration is doing. And that is part of what you were saying about how... The kids are. I don't know yet it. about the whole administration. Right now, the only person. Well, who's I, been- I'm talking now, and I <laughs> okay, say, you're right. You're right. And in my opinion, it is the entire administration because they enable him. And when you enable your kid, and you let your kid be spoiled and have tantrums, and there's no consequences, you get a piece of shit kid, and that who is who Donald Trump is. And everyone who's enabling him is enabling a spoiled, 
entitled, selfish, brat, um, pig. Okay, let's get to why Meryl Streep's awesome and not why Donald Trump sucks. This is so. And there's Meryl that moment. Streep has, took her time to. She could have talked, uh, thanked her agent and her manager and this bullshit and that bullshit. She like went through the room, to, talked about who is from where, how we're all immigrants, how we're all outsiders, and she fucking dropped names, told where they're from and how they got here and different colors and different genders and all this kind of shit, and said, "Yeah, we're outsiders. We're on the fringe. It's us who they want to get rid of. It's Hollywood. It's the elite." It's journalists, it's the media, and it's people who don't aren't from this fucking country. And so um, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's Meryl Streep. I mean, basically it was Meryl Streep. Oh, and I just want to add one more thing. Donald Trump tweeted today that Meryl Streep is overrated. And if that alone doesn't say to you that this guy is a goddamn fucking moron, I don't know what is. Because Meryl Streep is the one person alive who is a real true actor. Well, the the one, only one. She's literally the best actor on the face of the planet. On the, uh, that ever lived. And my thing, and I'm saying this at the end of So There's That, that they should change <laughs> the nickname of Academy Awards from the Oscars yes. to the Merrills. Agreed. And you should be like, oh, I got a Merrill. Yes. Because she's the best actor who's ever lived. Ever lived. Ever lived. Yeah. Ever lived. So, you know what? So there's that for both of us. So there's that. Beep, 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 beep. So that's it for this long episode of Dumb Gay <laughs> Politics. <laughs> Please keep tweeting us your feelings and questions. We love hearing from you guys. And we are going to have a question segment, just not this week or next week. But then after that, we absolutely are. Yeah, because next week we're doing a special goodbye to Obama episode. And not only is my birthday next week, mm-hmm. January 19th for everyone, just so you can say happy birthday to me, which I hate my birthday. <laughs> But the very next day, my very, very favorite person in the whole world besides Meow Meow <laughs> oh, thank you. stops being president. It's such a bummer, man. Right. So even though Congress is having very important hearings next week for Trump's shitbag cabinet nominees, we aren't going to bother with it. We are dedicating our show to Barack Hussein Obama and celebrating our last week being normal. Yeah, so find us on Twitter, and we also have a Facebook fan page now, very fancy, Yes, where you can ask your questions there, too. I don't have Facebook, but I do use Julie's password so I can look up all the people I hate, (laughs) so I do go on there and read it. Um, And I love you guys, and thank you so much for doing that. Julie loves you, too. And as always, it's been real, and it's been fun. But mostly, it's been gay and dumb and long. Hasta la vista. (laughs) Hasta la vista, baby. I'll be back. I'll be back. Where's all the juice? The Jews jewelry. Put this in. It's an Auswea. It's an Auswea. There we go. Wow. my It's all shit, uh, uh, this shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, this shit is Trumpanas, T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S, what? I don't know, I don't even know.